Welcome to A Social Disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi The Next Class. I'm your host, Jesse Mack. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. This show is not for kids, as we have frank discussions about sex, drugs, and violence. Listener discretion advised. All right. What's up, y'all? Hello. We're back. Yeah. And this week, we will talk about the episode. (laughs) (laughs) No tricks this time. (laughs) Psych. We got them so good last time. (laughs) They're all woke now, and they hated it. No, they loved it. They <laughs> fucking loved it. And like not a lot is new on that front that I know of. Like a bunch of, there have been some good things that came out of it. Like there's been some statues taken down. There's been some like police getting held responsible. Like there's definitely been some good stuff. I, yeah. I guess I haven't been seeing as much about it. I, I'm not quite sure where it's at. Like is it dying down? Um, I know we still have, we have got a... um pride slash black lives matter protest happening Mm. on sunday and it's like okay i think it's like drag for all or something like that because it's going to be like led by drag queens okay so yeah because obviously like pride parades and stuff are canceled so i think that people are like kind of trying to put together events based on the fact that there would have been events because of pride right so so that's pretty cool yeah i'm pretty sure there's a protest in my town tomorrow that i was planning on going to Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like they're still definitely still out there. I feel like um, in Seattle, they closed off like this block or this like area mm-hmm. that they've like taken over. <laughs> wow. OK. Yeah. Like like police aren't allowed in there. Yeah. I, I'm not quite sure how to explain it, but I've like kind of scrolled by it a little bit. Um, I haven't heard about that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely still stuff going on. Yeah. I mean here in Chicago because I mean obviously we, we've seen that there's been like little changes happening which is good mm-hmm. we there's still way more to do but there have been some little things going on mm-hmm. um in Chicago our mayor Lori Lightfoot has or as we affectionately call her um Auntie Lori mm-hmm. um I would say Auntie Lori but <laughs> <laughs> for my Chicagoans it's Auntie Lori <laughs> she's been doing a lot to say things like uh, if you if you are discovered being a police officer, covering your badge number, your name, whatever, you mm-hmm. you will be held accountable for that, and mm-hmm. you will not be representing the Chicago Police Force. And right. and there was a a video that just came out of, I think it was I wanted to say it was an alderman, but I actually don't think it was an alderman, but some politician's office mm-hmm. that got broken into, and then there was video footage of. Over a dozen police officers, like, chilling in there, taking naps on their phones, <laughs> making popcorn, um, just hanging out yeah. while, uh, you know, neighborhoods in the south and west sides of Chicago were, you know, being looted and vandalized oh, and God. broken into and all that stuff, um, which are the predominantly, you know, black and brown neighborhoods. So it was just going to show you, like, oh, wow, they don't give a fuck about, right. you know those neighborhoods so they're just chilling mm-hmm. auntie Lori is a very upset she yeah. has said that it will be investigated and those officers will be held accountable and because some of them are supervisors it wasn't even just all off- officers there was like some fucking higher up right police officers in there like legit on their fucking phones chill accent jesus christ a friend of a friend's um worked at a store in downtown Chicago and like there's video footage of it being police that broke the windows to the store and then unlocked the door and Mm -hmm. then another one casually walked by and opened the door to like you know just I'll make it easier to are they publicizing that 
It's actually been, I mean, I guess I'm saying this as if, you know, we have a million listeners, but we don't. Yeah. So my friends and I have been going back and forth about um, what to do about this. Mm -hmm. One of my friends that showed us the Facebook status was a little nervous about it because one, I'm, again, I'm not using anybody's names I'm talking about because I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. But like another one of my friends who I told about it, she was like, oh, I'm calling my alderman about this. Like they need to check that footage. Like we need to make sure that footage gets in the hands of, you know, the mayor and not the police. Yeah. So I haven't heard any word specifically because um, the friend who is friends with the girl that posted about it, Mm -hmm. she said that she's a very activist, like, you know, loud person anyways. So, and apparently, again, within the context of the the message and people, like, commenting on it, Mm -hmm. she said the owner of that store is, like, an activist as well. So, we haven't heard anything, but hopefully that footage Mm -hmm. is being put in the proper hands and i hope that they're making like copies and putting those in safe places exactly because that because if yeah if chicago knows anything it was when police murdered laquan mcdonald Mm -hmm. that video footage from their uh you know body cams Mm -hmm. mysteriously disappeared Mm -hmm. weird so yes we know that the chicago police love to get rid of evidence yeah so well i'm glad to hear about that body cam issue because like I was just watching a video the other day of some police who assaulted a man and wound up killing him and conveniently all three of their body cams got knocked off their body in the scuffle or the shuffle whatever oh (laughs) they suddenly all three at the exact same time their body cams got dropped in the grass and you can't see what they wow, did. Wow, what a coincidence. Oh, my goodness. Like, you can only hear things. Right. Yeah, in, in Chicago, apparently, there were um, they were doing hand signals, like, yeah. alerting other officers when to turn off their, their body cameras. Just like, mm-hmm. super fucked up. So, yeah. So, anyways, our, our mayor seems to be giving a shit about its citizens, which is fantastic. So um, hopefully we'll see a lot of officers held accountable for their actions. And if that's the case, I mean, if people, if it comes out, like I'm sure people got pictures of officers with their shit covered. Yeah. And if that all gets back to Auntie Lori Lightfoot Mm -hmm. and uh, those officers all get fired, I'm like, I don't know if there's going to be, I don't know if there's going to be any officers left in Chicago, to be (laughs) honest, but we'll see. Clean house. Yep. (laughs) Get him out of here. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, a lot of stuff has happened. But but yeah, we're not gonna spend the entire podcast on that again. So <laughs> everyone's like, oh, no, they're doing it again. <laughs> There's so much to to cover. I mean, Jesus. But we all need a laugh. So yeah, let's all take a collective breath and enjoy some ASMR with Carly and Jessica. Hello. <laughs> I don't know what just happened because your video froze on me. That's fine. We're doing ASMR now because everybody (laughs) needs to take a deep breath. Imagine a tree blowing in the breeze. (laughs) I just want to see how long I can do this and get away with it. Oh, God. Welcome to a social disease. (laughs) All right, I'm done. (laughs) I want to put that as our new intro. (laughs) You kind of sounded like a computer voice. Right. Welcome to a social, I don't know. Anyways, what's been going on in your life other than the, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter <laughs> protests and all that stuff? Oh, well, <laughs> um, I went camping for the first time. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, that was exciting. My friends were very concerned that I was going to hate it, but I actually really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. My only like thing I wasn't crazy about was the fact that where our campsite was was not near like the main bathroom, so there wasn't a whole lot of um, hand washing available. Yeah, a lot of hand sanitizer and like Ugh. we could go all the way. Like you know, it was just it was like a bit of a walk. Like yeah. it was certainly not convenient if you had to pee in the middle of the night. But mm. once. Once night fell and you were drunk, then you just peed on the grass <laughs> and behind like this guy's boat that was there with us. So yeah, I peed in the grass a lot. You did the lean back. The lean back. <laughs> how do you lean back? Yeah, that song, lean back. Yeah, but lean how do you back. lean back and how do you know? What do you mean? I always hold on to a tree and lean back. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just do like a full on squat position. Yeah. And I try not to pee super hard, but inevitably yeah. there's always like a little <laughs> bit of splashback on my feet and it just is what it is. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. I... No, no. You just made me think of this <laughs> chick. Oh my God. I don't know if I'll leave this in or not. This chick like at a party a couple of years ago can power pee. <laughs> what and she was like showing us wow what is what is pat like what did she how did she prove how forceful her pee was she just freaking peed on the ground really really powerfully i mean if that's an impressive talent somebody give me some money because i'm pretty sure i can so weird i want to i want to prove my pee is forceful now I need to pee in, I want to pee in front of you, Jesse, so that I can like <laughs> prove that I can power pee too. Listen, nobody wanted to see it. Listen. She just kept doing it. But did you watch <laughs> it? You watched it. I mean, I saw it and I was like, what Anyways. the fuck is she doing? Well, listen, <laughs> I've discovered, unfortunately, that I'm very capable of peeing outside. Mm-hmm. It was actually, I remember the first time I peed outside, um, it was... <laughs> Right when, right when um, the hashtag yes all women mm-hmm. like took off, and I remember I was out with some friends and we were all super drunk, and one of the guys we were with went and peed in an alleyway, and mm-hmm. I was like, I have to pee too, and it's not fair that you get to pee outside and I can't pee outside, but you know what? I can fucking pee outside too, <laughs> and then I literally peed on someone's lawn, <laughs> and, like to prove a point. No, you know it was late. It was super late at night. You mm-hmm. know nobody saw me, but I, my friends. Um, but yep, just like a fucking dog, <laughs> I pissed on somebody's lawn oh to prove God. that women can do anything men can do. <laughs> Have you ever seen those things that they make that's like, it's like a weird device. A sheepy. That you like put on your, yeah, she, is that what it's called? Yeah, sheepy. sheepy. Where like, it just like comes out a spout. Yep. I have <laughs> seen it. You put it on and it comes I've out never a spout. Tr- I would, you know, I've never tried one, but. Honestly, I th- I would like. Yeah, if I was like more outdoorsy and was in that predicament more often, I'd consider it, it awful. I I think about like going to concerts. Yeah, and like or like events where you feel bad, like get like having to go past everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I always try to I always try to get ed- end seats because I'd much rather I don't feel bad about letting people walk past me. Mm-hmm. I feel bad about having to walk past people. Yeah. But yeah, I've thought about it. I was like, could I get away with like a sheepy at a concert or something if I like <laughs> peed in a bottle? Like You're talking it... about using it and having a bottle there. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you could get away with that. No. I'm talking about it. <laughs> I've gotten away with like sneaking flasks into concerts and stuff. I think this I a, is a little different. I have a plastic <laughs> flask that I put under my boobs and um 
Oh my god. Yeah. Then I just <laughs> yeah, I just buy a soda. Um, I, I don't I, think you should try this. <laughs> well, listen, don't you can't you can't keep a bad woman down. And I just might give it a whirl. Oh my god. <laughs> you never know oh, ladies and gentlemen all right i'm not bailing you out though you get arrested. <laughs> what's going on with you so yeah i have some like really sad stuff going on right now um i found out yesterday that one of my friends died it was either yesterday or the night before i'm not quite sure and i'm not actually quite sure what happened because I thought I knew, but then people were saying otherwise, so I, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what happened, but but yeah, so she had moved, so I like hadn't seen her in a really long time, Yeah. but you know, when she lived around here, like we would hang out, and mm-hmm. she was just like this really sweet person, like really outgoing, and like, you know, had like one of those personalities that's just like really bright and... Infectious, yeah. Yeah, um, and so like it's really sad, and it's unexpected, and... I don't know. It, it definitely like hit me in a weird way because I just like couldn't like picture it, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and we've lost a lot of people in like a very short period of time, like a lot of young people. Yeah. To all sorts of different stuff like, you know, drugs and suicide and then like just freak accidents. Yeah. And like just so many people in their like 20s. Mm hmm. I don't know. It's like a lot and I'm like, like I'm handling it all right. Mm -hmm. Like I've definitely cried and had to, you know, I talked to my therapist today. I talked to my mom. Mm -hmm. I talked to like Alyssa. I talked to Johnny. Like I'm, I'm also going to tell you like, if you notice me being weird, tell me. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, back when I had my mental health crisis, it was related to first Grammy died. Yeah. And then another one of our friends died like a month later mm-hmm. and like I didn't deal with Grammy's death I think the only time I cried was because like I don't know if you remember this but I was like getting a ride with you guys and I yeah wanted to go see my nephew and um mm-hmm. but like you guys couldn't get me there and you wound up getting me an uber and stuff mm-hmm. to go see the, my mom and my nephew my big city slicker app yeah the and like uber. i i just like broke down over the fact that i wasn't gonna get to see him and he was expecting me and like you know it was what that type of situation yeah. like i couldn't cry over grammy but i could like something else could right trigger me. yeah but, yeah you know so i i didn't like deal with it and and then yeah another one of our friends died and i think that kind of set me over the edge because shortly after that mm-hmm. like it built up to my mental health crisis so but I know what to look out for now yeah like my concern is that it could be a trigger right yeah 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 but you know I again I talked to everybody about it and I'm like I really think it's fine because I've been on meds and I've been stable I haven't had mood swings or weird thoughts and like I feel like I'm handling it normally mm-hmm like, my emotions make sense. Yeah. Um, but I have been like, hey, if I get weird mm-hmm. and I don't notice I'm getting weird, like, please right, right, tell right. me so I will reach out to my yeah, therapist yeah. type of thing. Yeah, if you start saying not knowing it's hard telling, <laughs> <laughs> then we'll know. We'll be like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. For those of you at home, that was uh, – my dad always had a lot of fun catchphrases, mm-hmm. and that was something that he said once, which I don't think that's the actual phrase – yeah. Uh, he like screwed it up because he had dementia, <laughs> but it was so cute because I don't even remember what he was talking about, but yeah. he was just like, 
not knowing it's hard telling. Yeah. And you were like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so, Dad. But and then uh, that Jesse, you you really enjoyed that phrase. I clung and, to that one because mm-hmm. I didn't know what the fuck was going on when I was hospitalized. <laughs> And so and I was like, you know, just, not knowing it's hard to I'm just imagining you like a straight jacket <laughs> rocking back and forth being like, oh my not God. knowing it's hard telling, not knowing it's hard telling, <laughs> not knowing it's hard telling. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, except not that extreme, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in a straight jacket. Yeah. <laughs> we will go there. We, we, we've discussed it in the past. Yeah, but anyways, so I don't know. That's like, that's going on. You know, I'm trying to be mindful and pay attention because this is a trigger. Um, and then I'm also like trying to pay attention to my friends and try to figure out what's going on with them because... Mm. they've been through this so many times in the last you know so many years and right deal with deal with their own struggles and just it's hard because with covid like we can't come together like we have in the past like or at least we're not supposed to you know i don't know if we could go to a park and stand six feet apart in our mask like i you know i don't know like if what is gonna happen yeah like if we're gonna do something but um yeah really like it sucks that we can't, you know. You can't like hug people and go yeah. see our friends. Yeah. Did was she uh, was she from Brattleboro? Like, does she have family there? Like, where would the services be? That's the thing. I I know she's not from here. Uh, um, I just don't know where. I okay. don't know where her family is. So um, so yeah, it wouldn't be here mm-hmm. if they if they can do something. It wouldn't be here. Right. I just am not sure where. Right. But, um, but you all could certainly do something on your own. Obviously, yeah. Right. I, you know, I feel like people will. I just, like, people who were really close to her will lead that, yeah, you know? Right. It, yeah, it might not be your job to make that happen. Right. But oh, definitely not. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a lot. Yeah. You know, but I, you know, I feel like I'm handling it okay. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely crying here and there. Yeah, of talking course. Talking to my mom, you know, and she was, you know, talking me through it and, oh, yeah, yeah. But we'll get through it. But, you know, I kind of wanted to, you know, dedicate this to her, this episode to her. I don't think she watched Degrassi. But you know what? (laughs) She's going to get a dedication anyways. There you go, girl. This is, you know, this is for you, Hayden. You know, really, really sucks. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not very good at talking about this stuff. No, it's okay. (laughs) But I wanted to say something, you know. Anyways, let's get to (laughs) it. This one's for you. Yeah. And I know that... She would, this was probably her favorite episode, right? <laughs> Season three, episode three, hashtag worst gift ever. Oh, no. <laughs> She's like, thanks for the dedication, Jesse. I didn't watch Degrassi. <laughs> this is the worst gift ever. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm always here to make some uncomfortable jokes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> That's our style. It. All right. So. We open up this episode with Shay, Frankie, and Esme at cross-country practice. Esme is leading the pack somehow despite her occasional drug use and lackadaisical attitude towards school. (laughs) Shay, who trains harder than any high schooler I've ever met, is in second place upon their run. Mm -hmm. Shay is frustrated that Esme is beating her despite the fact that they're all at a casual pace and Shay could... (laughs) theoretically sprint past her to the finish line if she wanted to right 
did that i don't know i was like this really bothered me i was like, i i was just like i don't know about this i don't see esme as sporty at all i mean i guess she's a dancer yeah but i don't know how that translates right but yeah i mean i i opened the open this episode i'm like god damn it not another sports episode i'm like i fucking hate like i don't give a shit about sports i was like not again but, but turns out periods. it's not it's not yeah it's not fully a sports episode so i was relieved once i realized it was like a backdrop right to the story i'm just saying that the way cross country works is like you're like storing you like you're storing your energy because you're mm-hmm. supposed to be running for a long distance yeah so i'm like you're not like i think they i would have t- like tiny clocks are in the end at like you know 23 minutes or something like that and it was like mm-hmm. you're telling me that that girl who trains all the goddamn time mm-hmm. couldn't just like fucking run it out and pass esme yeah. i'm pretty sure she could but anyways <laughs> whatever frankie thinks she'll easily beat her at the meet in two days tiny is super proud of shay's time and he pulls her sweaty ass on top of his lap for a kiss oh god when she gets up a perfect circular blood stain <laughs> is revealed on tiny's pants which esme for some reason picks up on immediately right like, she's like let's see, let's look at that dick like he just like you know what I mean? like what was she doing was she trying to see if he had a boner or something <laughs> she's always looking yeah, she was like, oh, shake it up. Let me just, is there, let me let me see that dick print. Oh, nope, caught you in a bloodstain. Shay is mortified, and Esme asks if anyone smells a butcher shop. Yes, As, which was like, what? Oh, God. I know, I was like, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> oh As Zig pretends to gag in the oh background. Fucking Zig. Coach Armstrong, who is the coach for every sport at Degrassi, tells Shay that she can hit the showers early. (laughs) (laughs) Shay freaks out to Frankie that they don't make anything bigger than ultra-absorbent tampons. (laughs) Okay, so she's a high schooler Mm -hmm. bleeding through an ultra-absorbent tampon after I'm assuming, if she already knows she's a heavy flower... She's a heavy flow in a wide set vagina. That's what I'm saying. That's what we're assuming she's got going on because she like knew. She's like, I'm wearing extra absorbent, super jumbo large tampons. I'm assuming she probably put one in before, right before practice. Mm-hmm. And she is still bleeding through like, fuck girl, that's a heavy flow. I mean, she is like running. I feel like that probably exacerbates it. No, like- I think you, I'm okay. All right. It's, look, it's been a long time since I've exercised regularly <laughs> i feel like exercise makes you bleed less i don't i my thought is just like you know you're like shaking around putting a lot of force is it you know? is it weird if i like phone a friend right now and ask <laughs> well i mean i know like like athletes t- can like miss periods and stuff right like that. but like my thought is just that maybe the action she's doing yeah would like i'm sorry i i really want to phone a friend real quick i've never done this before we haven't had a (laughs) we haven't had a guest in four days okay i'm just gonna call our friend beth yeah who we had on the podcast once as our sports guru oh god she's gonna be very confused about why i'm calling her (laughs) if you think she'll pick up (laughs) let's hope so i don't think she's at work right now i'm putting a speaker this is a new this is a new segment (laughs) she's gonna be like why the fuck is carly calling me right now god i hope she picks up Beth, answer your phone. I can call Marianne too. She's a runner. Yeah. It's just really important that I know the answer to this. <laughs> Hi, 
No. <laughs> I'm gonna try Marianne. I'm sorry. I need the answer to this because I feel like it's I feel like it slows down. Yeah. She's gonna be extra confused when she tries to call me back and she can't get through because I have it on. Right. What's wrong? Oh, nothing's wrong. Actually, <laughs> we're recording we're recording a social disease and we have a question for you since you're a runner. Oh, tell me everything. Okay, you're on <laughs> yeah, you're on speakerphone in front of my microphone. Yep, so you're oh, on the- the audience hear me say right like why would she be calling me something must be wrong okay so question um if you're on your period and you are running do you does that make your period flow more or less um i would say while i'm running because like if i've been training for something because i am more in shape i get like it's weird because oh, beth's trying to call back to answer this question <laughs> we, as well i'll ask her, i'll get her a second opinion but like when i've been training um it's it's lighter but if i haven't been training um it's normal but when i'm as i'm running it doesn't affect like my running doesn't affect my period hmm. it's if i'm in shape running right. or if I'm out of shape running. Okay. In a normal day. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if I'm if I'm if I'm like <laughs> fit, uh-huh. like it seems to be a little bit like less of a flow. Whereas if I'm That's what I thought. Not it's it's like normal. So it's you're like saying this Degrassi character who is doing cross country practice as we assume she's been, she's been training all school year playing sports. Bleeding through her extra absorbent tampon <laughs> seems a bit far fetched for a high schooler. Oh my god, especially a high schooler. <laughs> all right, we've debunked Degrassi. Okay, Marianne, thank you very much. That's all I needed you they to. Should've, they should have had a, a runner be part of the writing crew. <laughs> Clearly, they didn't. Not a diverse staff, unfortunately. <laughs> Booked them, knocked it. Same. All right, thank you. All right. You're welcome. All right, bye. <laughs> no, no, text, but I'd be like, sorry, bitch, you missed your opportunity. Oh, that was her moment to shine. I was. <laughs> Look at we had a guest. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I have to be like, Marianne, I'm going to call you back. Do you have any social media you want to play? We should do that. <laughs> I'll call her back later. Say like that was our guest. So you put her old high school picture in the. I know, promo right? Picture. Could you? Would you mind? Okay, sorry. Anyways, <laughs> I needed to know because I was like, this seems so far fresh. Anyways, apparently she put that tampon in this morning, and <laughs> she didn't change it all day. She's got toxic shock. Oh, God. she's bleeding all over her boyfriend. So. It's a rough day for sure. Oh my god, like it's so bad in general, but like on your boyfriend. Oh yeah. Christ. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah. But it was a really cute spot. Like it, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was like a um bingo dauber spot, so <laughs> it was fine. I'll never play bingo the same again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyways, Frankie says that it's bad, but it's not Ebola bad. Right. I um, mean, true. If they were still <laughs> making these episodes, then, then you know, the next season they'd be like, it's not coronavirus bad. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but Frankie says that she could maybe offer to dry clean Tiny's pants. Mm. So. Yeah. Oh, I felt for her. Like, I remember being younger. Oh, and being in- Not 
like that happening not on my boyfriend but like that happening and like not realizing it until I did and being like oh my god how long has this been there like it's the worst Mm. (laughs) I don't know if that happened to you as a teenager but like it would happen to me for sure before I like figured it out I don't know if I ever had any like I don't think I ever had any like period related embarrassments like you know like mm. they, the way they put them in the magazines yeah I did have like a, a like an underwear related embarrassment which was mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. where we were I was doing a perform like a sketch comedy show for mm-hmm. like the sketch writing class that I was in yeah and we had to bring in costumes and stuff for the final performance and I had like I had the, okay, and this is and this is the highbrow comedy that I write, you guys. Um, I had written this sketch where I the premise of it was that like I was auditioning for a like a dance recital or something, a dance team. Mm-hmm. And when I like took off like my rehearsal skirt to mm-hmm. get, be in my like dance leotard or whatever, um, I had like this wig in my crotch making it look like I had pubic hair that was oh, like God. down to my knees. <laughs> it was highbrow. It was really classy. I thought it was great. And I did this whole fucking stupid dance. Yeah. I thought it was very funny. Anyways, so I the underwear that I was using as like my leotard. Oh, no. Um, I don't know. Somehow fell out of my bag or something like that. And I think there was like, I don't know what. It, I don't know. It was like a bleach stain or something. Yeah. You know how sometimes like you're, I don't know, women's underwear like. It just gets weird stains. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, you you bleed, whatever. Yeah. So I think it was a black pair of underwear. So it almost like a bleach stain or something. I, mm. I, I honestly don't know what happened to it, but it was like a weird yeah. stain in the crotch. And the teacher was kind of like, uh, this was found in the classroom. Is this anybody's? Oh, no. <laughs> and these two dudes were like, well, I don't know. But like, well, I don't know what's happening there. Oh, my and God. Like, Honestly, I was so poor at the time that, like, rather than just, like, ignore the fact that no. it was mine, I was like, those are mine. And have you ever heard of bleach? Like, I was like, fuck <laughs> you guys. Those are mine. I need them because I'm broke. No way. Yeah, no, I was, like, full I on never admitted pissed to ownership. Give me my panties, teach. <laughs> like, fuck you guys. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it was definitely in bit because they were like, well, I don't know. It looks like something's wrong with that vagina up there. And I was like, Just be like, clearly you haven't encountered many if that's how you feel. Right, right. I was like, <laughs> I don't have any explanation for the pH balance of my vagina. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, I survived. Yeah, I, I don't know. It happened to me like a couple times as a teenager and it was just like... When it happened, like, it happened, like, one of the first times when I just had no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so from there on out, I was just always paranoid and, like, constantly checking. Mm -hmm. Just like, oh, my God, it's going to happen again. And, yeah, when it happened, it was like I had no idea when it happened. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea if anyone saw. It was just like, great. (laughs) <laughs> great way to start to start this uh journey <laughs> into womanhood <laughs> it's so fun being a woman oh my god but the perks is that if i guess if we ever did murder anybody we know how to get <laughs> blood out of clothes <laughs> right so mm-hmm. uh, that's a positive let's see so next we're in some sort of history class they're talking about how japanese military carried out kamikaze attacks because being captured was considered worse than death Mm -hmm. jonah asks if modern day suicide bombers think they're being honorable and everyone turns to look at goldie for answers so fucking rude so and and jonah does like i don't know for some reason i thought jonah was like 
smarter and more sensitive than he is but apparently he sucks no they (laughs) change these characters every fucking episode there is no consistency for anybody's core values right like, but like in the last episode, he was like slut shaming Esme, right. or like crazy shaming her or whatever. And I don't know. I just thought like he was like the voice of reason to Frankie last He season. was. So I that I just, I think that his character <sighs> is supposed to be more woke than this. I yeah. They, honest to God, have had literally no consistency. But I, I guess I kind of, if you chalk it up to like, what a high schooler is actually like. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's any high schooler who's making con- like sound decisions yeah. constantly. Like we all fucked up in high school at some point. So, mm-hmm. but it is, it did seem odd. Like I would definitely expect it more from Zig than I would from, yeah. and you know what I mean? And he's in the classroom too saying stupid shit. Anyways. So Goldie asks why she would have the inside scoop on suicide bombers as Zig double downs with, well, aren't they mostly Muslim? Like, oh yeah goldie for some reason responds like yeah i don't you know but anyway saying that islam does not condone killing right to which zig retorts that you don't see gi joe strapping bombs to their chest <laughs> yeah rasha the badass says that yeah gi joe's just drop bombs from drones and Ooh, that calling muslim yeah i know i wish she had like <laughs> she could have gone more into that yeah but then she was just like, and calling Muslim suicide bombers is an insult to Muslims everywhere. Right. She killed it. She did. She did. I mean, like, she could have been I like. cheered her on. She could. Yeah. I mean, although, you know, <laughs> I mean, the funny thing, him bringing up like G.I. Joe, why does it fucking matter to Canada? They could shit all over right. the U.S. Army. Like, can't, I don't, <laughs> color me stupid. I don't know. I don't think Canada is bombing other countries. They might be. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're particularly. They seem pretty peaceful. Invested in any wars, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, somebody in Canada is going to get at us and be like, "You have no idea. We've been occupying <laughs> Germany for I don't know. <laughs> I don't know." So, anyways, it's it's super fucked up that she even has to say that. But right. you know, white people are fucking dumb. Um, the t- <laughs> the teacher addresses none of this xenophobia or Islamophobia. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so it was, to me, it was a real let's all go moment, like, from, like, the other week. Like, the bell rings at the perfect time. The teacher's like, oh, fucking sweet. I don't have to do anything about this. always rings. Yes. Something goes down and the bell rings. And it's like, it's like they're in the middle of class. They're mid-discussion. Right. Something pops off and then the bell rings. And it's like, all right, let's go, people. Like, because that... (laughs) <laughs> almost never happens like generally no. teachers would be like oh i'm keeping track of the time mm-hmm. but like all degrassi teachers are always like oh shit <laughs> class flew by i didn't even realize it's been 45 minutes <laughs> oh my goodness but it's always like how does stuff happen to go down right before the bell rings I know. every time it's just an easy way to end the scene like okay class dismissed yep. <laughs> let's all go anyways <laughs> Goldie is super impressed by Rasha's confident answers to the shitty questions. And Rasha's like, what the fuck? Can't they just Google this shit? (laughs) Like like every person of color ever in the 21st century. Like, can't you just Google this? Why do I have to waste my breath explaining this to you? And every white person, like... If you want me to understand, why won't you educate me? And you're like, because you have the fucking resources. Just do it yourself. Oh, my God. Like, 
very quick side note. We don't have to get into it, but there's been a whole scandal on Vanderpump Rules where Stassi and Kristen are fucking racist pieces of shit mm. and got caught that they called the police on one of their old black co-stars and falsely accused her of being a thief. So anyways, it's wicked fucked up and I've been following it and like I'm involved in it and there are so many white women like we all make mistakes. This shouldn't ruin her lives. You are bullying her. And then like being like, you should be basically telling us we need to be coddling her through her education. Mm. And I'm like, she is fucking 30, 32. Yeah, I think she's got to be. I think she's a year older than me. So I think she's 32. She can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. She has Google. Yeah. She ha- there is The information is all there. She just has to choose to learn. And this is the thing is like I was saying to Jesse earlier is like even if you even if you were to take race out of the equation, mm-hmm. she <laughs> she needs to learn the lesson that you can't do awful things to people. Mm-hmm. Like that's not okay. I don't care. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? They what they were they said they were defending Britney because the woman slept with yeah. Jax. Yeah, uh, Jax cheated on Britney with Faith, and they forgave Jax right. and came for Faith and, like, just attacked her in so many ways. But one of the most egregious was that they yeah. saw a um, Daily Mail article, and, like, they just see a black woman surveillance footage mm-hmm. of a black woman who is apparently drugging people and stealing from them. And they were like, "Oh, that's Faith." Mm. It didn't even fucking look like her. But yeah, they were. But <laughs> like it was, it was racial profiling, right? But one hundred percent. And just like the woman who called the police on the guy who tried to tell her to put her dog on a leash, like mm-hmm. Stassi and Kristen knew exactly what would happen if right. the like they know that it would be bad for Faith. Mm-hmm. So. They knew what they were doing because right. otherwise they would have come up with a different prank. Like they right. wouldn't have pulled that prank on a white person because they they knew it wouldn't be as harsh of a consequences. Yeah. So I mean, and everybody was very lucky that the police were like, that is not the same person. Yeah. Thank the like, fucking gods. They, they wrote, they were like, no, we're not arresting we're her. Not it's gonna... not her. Like that could have gone so bad. And also like how much did it not look like faith that even the police were like yeah. you know what i think we're gonna pass on this it <laughs> yeah. doesn't normally we'll pick up any uh black person as a suspect right but you know what this guys you're really off on this one it does not look like her <laughs> yeah i mean it's a whole thing but I, yeah it's just like i keep seeing this and there's like a bunch another scandal on this show i watched the challenge there's like a lot of scandals right now and people are specifically calling it out because of everything that's going on with black lives matter and people are like you know, finally holding people accountable for some of this stuff. And just, I keep running into these white people saying, and saying to black people specifically, you have to educate us. You have to be Mm -hmm. nice to us. Otherwise we, you know, we can't learn. And it's like, no, if you gave a shit, it wouldn't matter if someone was nice to you, you would learn. Like Mm -hmm. you would take it upon yourself to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, it's insane to me. But yeah, I've been having that conversation a lot yeah. on Twitter and in Facebook groups. And I'm so sick of it. But emotional labor is a real labor. <sighs> yeah. But, you know, I'm tired. Imagine how tired black people are. Yeah. Like, no shit. You know, I'm I'm so over it. <laughs> 
like, yep. But I got to do my part. I got to do yep. my part. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, back to the story. Yes. So Goldie is excited to watch Friends with Rasha after school, but she wants to, oh, well, sorry, but Rasha, I should say when I'm saying she, Rasha mm-hmm. wants to invite some friends over. Mm-hmm. Goldie insists that none of them like 90s sitcoms, <laughs> which is like, okay. I guess. I, I think you're lying, but all right. <laughs> Goldie is uneasy about it, though, but okay they can invite some friends over yeah maybe maybe they'll teach him to google right they could <laughs> they could in a different class now science class i assume uh shay sits down next to tiny and starts <laughs> trying to explain what happened the day before at practice but tiny stops her he's got a gift for her <laughs> he's so excited about it yes <laughs> yeah oh, and God. okay <laughs> Rather than have her unwrap it herself, Mm -hmm. Tiny hands, or he takes a box of tampons out of the gift bag (laughs) and hands it to a confused Shay. But if she doesn't like those, he got these ones too. (laughs) He loves bags full of like reproductive health things. Remember when he gave Zig Zig a bag of condoms? (laughs) That's true. Here's like 60 condoms. He is constantly in that like feminine and family planning <laughs> section of the stores. Yeah. That's, a, you know, you ever think about that? Why do they put the period stuff in the same aisle as the condoms? Because they're, tr- are they trying to put it on women? I, I don't know. It's just, it's related ish. It's all, yeah, I get, um, it's for the same region. <laughs> <laughs> is it though? I guess. But, anyways. <laughs> I don't know. Things that make you go, hmm. (laughs) Shay is super embarrassed and Tiny is V confused. Esme said she would like it. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he listen to Esme? I don't know. She was the one who just embarrassed her. I know. (laughs) I guess. Men are dumb. (laughs) Shay is furious and switches seats. Not science partners anymore. <laughs> but she brings the box with her. I know. And she's like trying to like low-key cover it with her hand. And it's like he had it in the gift bag. You could put like back. put it back in the gift bag. But okay. Oh, yeah. I did. Oh, while clutching the feminine items, she could have just put back in the decorative bag. Exactly. Ay, ay, ay. Esme sits down next to her and jokes that she's very prepared. And always willing to go with the flow. <laughs> nice dad jokes, Esme. I feel like she's just getting payback for um, Shay's slut shaming from the week before. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably it. Because I didn't really know why she was like laying into Shay like that. She's but like going hard. Like she's being an asshole. You're probably right. Although, yeah. Although, I mean, Shay and Frankie, they weren't in front of Esme when they said those things, right? Yeah. I mean. I might have gotten back to her. Yeah. I mean, they're part of like the friend group that was involved. I don't think they were part of the group text, but it's possible because Shay and Tiny are dating. Right. Yeah. So it might. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's very well possible. We're just going to assume yeah. that that's why she's going in on her. <laughs> so uh, now we're in the student council meeting where Jonah and Grace are still playing that same weird techno car crash music <laughs> to Goldie and Zoe in hopes that they will approve the idea of writing a play about the Degrassi bus crash. Because student council gets final approval for such things. <laughs> Once I feel like again, my drama teacher was the one who figured that out. But Yes, whatever. and then... Like, then they, the drama teacher, would bring it to the principal mm-hmm. to, like, get it approved. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. 
student council. I mean, do, why do they even have teachers at this school? I honestly have no <laughs> idea. You can just get rid of Principal Snake because we got student council. <laughs> they don't have a plot yet, though, because Maya is still working on it or the music <laughs> or whatever. They didn't. They said so they didn't have a plot, but yeah. Anyways, they don't exactly know where Maya is. <laughs> Goldie brings up that Simpson didn't want them to do anything triggering, but Zoe is all about being a yes president. So go (laughs) ahead and develop a plot and come back to us. Goldie then awkwardly invites the student council over to her house for a bonding sesh (laughs) where they can play games. Like charades. Because high schoolers are always doing that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it just totally reminded me of like Never Been Kissed mm-hmm. again. I'm like, she's a plant. She's not really a high schooler. She doesn't know what kids do these oh days. Oh, my God. She's like, that's what kids do, right? Right. Winston is a master of mimery. Oh, my God. I was like, the use of the words master of mimery and then puts himself into a mimed box. Wow. Just to prove it. In case we didn't believe it. We were like, show us, Winston, show us. And he did. Goldie wants people to get to know Rasha because it's hard for girls like her to make friends. Even though Rasha is like a completely chill human who is not shy and very friendly. But okay, Goldie. I'm like, what was she... What was she talking about? It's hard for people like her to make friends. I'm like, bitch. I mean, I assume she's talking about because she's Muslim. You know, like people might be standoffish. Right. And and that was what I thought. Yeah, no, that makes sense because like the whole episode, then Goldie is like, she feels othered amongst everyone Mm -hmm. and all that. So that makes sense. Right. But it just sounded so odd because it was like, what are you talking about? Rasha's like way fucking cooler than you are. So Yeah, she just like spoke out in class having been there for like four days and she's like, uh... Y'all drop bombs on people, not me. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, white people do that too. It ain't just brown people, but okay. And then, of course, Zoe's like, Rasha? Okay. <laughs> That's right. Rasha. Boing. <laughs> Any chance I can do that sound effect. Zoe says they'll be there, but Winston is trapped in the box, so he might miss it. <laughs> the faces he was making in this scene, I was like, oh my God, Winston. He's dedicated to the craft. He sure is. Oh my goodness. Love that guy. So we're in between classes now, I assume, or it's during classes. Nobody ever has classes, I'm not sure. Uh, Miles is sitting in the hallway looking at pictures of Tristan on his phone again. There's a move. Okay, this I just know. This is just my own noticing of like stupid shit. Mm-hmm. There's a move, a moving must sell sign in the background behind him on the bulletin board. One of the for sale items is a VCR for one hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was like, what? I didn't I was, notice this at all. I know, I was like, who made this prop? I was like, okay. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to, I need to make its own my own Instagram of like just weird background shit of Degrassi. It was it was an old prop from Degrassi Junior High. It probably was. <laughs> they dug I was it out like, of storage. Wait, excuse me? <laughs> he gets an oomph chat from Lola, who's across the hallway, who then makes a face at him after he sees it. He makes a face back. It's definitely flirty. <laughs> uh, what was it? the like the thing was like a picture of her as a dog? Yeah, and it was like don't be sad, be yappy. <laughs> Good one, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Zoe strolls up with a gift basket of sorts and asks him to take it to Tristan, except he wasn't going to go there tonight, even though he didn't go last night. Zoe begins to lay on the guilt that he should be there in case he wakes up. 
Lola strolls up saying that he can't go to visit Tristan because he has to work at her restaurant that night. <laughs> Zoe's like, uh, since when do you guys talk? Right. But whatever. She walks away with the basket. Meanwhile, like, Miles hasn't worked a day in his life. That, Why no, that's would exactly. He, like, he has to cover at the restaurant. Like, you don't ask some brand new person to cover at the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, yeah, Lola. Yeah, <laughs> a person who's like probably been waited on hand and foot right. their entire life and you're like let's see who would be a great server <laughs> mm, this asshole <laughs> but he plays for all teams so he'll be there miles is appreciative for the save because it was getting hard seeing tristan in a coma but lola is serious he needs her to work miles chuckles nervously because like when the fuck has he ever done a day of work in his life? <laughs> so now we're in the locker room and Shay is explaining to Frankie about how embarrassing it was that Tiny gave her the tampons in class. Shay wants to skip practice, even though she's already in the locker room. <laughs> and she might skip the meet too, so she doesn't have another incident. <laughs> Frankie is shocked. She doesn't see the big deal. People are only calling her Bloody Mary and Flo Rida. <laughs> I loved Flo Rida. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was like, this is great. <laughs> I don't know. But I was kind of like, Shay, just like double up. Like. Right. Like wear a tampon and a maxi pad. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're really worried about it, that would be my advice. But like they're brand new to this stuff. They don't, right. They don't know all the, t- the tricks of the trade. Listen, bitch. <laughs> I got my period in fifth grade. I was fucking knowing what to do by 10th grade. No, 11th. Right. They're in fucking 11th grade. When did Shay first get her period? No clue. No clue. Last <laughs> week. This was her mensi, I think. Is that what it is? I can't remember. Yeah. I can never remember the word for your first period. Mm-hmm. No everyone clue. at home is screaming it because everyone knows what it is. I learned it <laughs> once in the class. But anyways. Also, like when you said, just double up. I'm imagining like, yeah, just shove two tampons up there at the same time. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you knew what I was talking about. Because... Yeah. <laughs> I just see what? I kind of like thought about it. <laughs> I layer my maxi pads and yeah. and then I put two tampons in my vagina and one in my butthole just in case it wants to mix it up and come out. I just, all holes. All holes. <laughs> There's a play for all teams joke in there somewhere, but like I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I bleed for all teams and I plug it up, plug it up. <laughs> Shay thinks that she could have gotten away with bleeding on Tiny's pants if Esme had kept her mouth shut. They muse about how Esme probably has a perfect period that brings her chocolates. <laughs> That's such a fucking lame ass joke. I was like, okay, guys, you're really. Right. Also, what is a perfect period? I mean, I've definitely talked to people who like barely have one and like don't get cramps and all that stuff. I would call that a perfect period, perfect period for sure. Meanwhile, I'm like, I would always be like doubled over, had to miss a day of school. Mm. Now I have an IUD though, so. I definitely (laughs) don't, like I would say my period gets heavy, but uh, (laughs) this is one of those episodes, I guess, whatever, the episode's about periods. Right. We're gonna just talk about it. Um, We go there. Yeah, when I was on birth control, Mm -hmm. I definitely had a super light period. And if anything, I would guess that Esme is probably on birth control because of who she is as a person. Yeah, that makes sense. So she probably does, in fact, have a super light period if she's on the BC, as I like to call it. Mm -hmm. Because when I was on it, it definitely made for a very light period. Now I have uh, an IUD. Is it the copper one, though? 
it is the copper one. So okay. I have like a regular, it's, yeah, I have a regular period. Right. I didn't want the hormones. Right. Because in my mind, I think what I told myself was that I was like, well, if I want to lose weight, mm-hmm. I don't want the extra hormones. Right. So like in theory, this will help me, it'll help me from retaining weight. Well, turns out I just like to eat. <laughs> so my body has been like, I don't even need the hormones. I'll retain it anyways. Yeah, mine's mine's the hormonal one, but... Like, it might have made me gain weight. It's hard to tell because mm. I have gained weight in, like, the last couple of years, but I don't know if it's that or if it's just that I'm getting older. Or wiser. That I work out less. I don't really it could know be what's anything. going on. But it could it could honestly be yeah. anything. Yeah. No. Yeah, all I know, I don't think I've ever talked about this experience on here before, but, like, I know when uh, when I got my IUD inserted, the, you know how they tell you, they tell you, like, okay, you're going to experience um, extreme cramping. Mm-hmm. Now... It wasn't that that I was afraid of. It was like when my, you know, doctor was like, okay, I'm going to clamp down on the cervix now. And I'm like, you're going to fucking what? And then it was like all that extreme cramping. And I'm like, if you had just not told me that you were about to clamp down on my fucking uterus, I probably would have been cool about it. But like. Once you said what you were doing, I was like, oh, no. And then it hurt more because oh, I was, like, grossed God. out. And I just remember after, after like, it was inserted and all that, like, this is so gross. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> all, like, the, st- all, like the, you know, the speculum or whatever they use and everything on, like, the little tray. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, looks like you murdered someone. Oh, and God. she was like, <laughs> my poor like doctor. It's like a butcher shop, baby. I know. <laughs> basically. Basically, and she like kind of haphazardly like tried to put a paper towel on top of it, like, oh, sorry, like, oh god, you weren't supposed to see that. I was like, it's my own. So this is actually very timely. I was literally just talking to my therapist about how I'm about to need a new one. Oh really? Oh, I didn't realize you had yours for that long. Yeah, I mean it's it's shorter because the hormonal are five years. Oh, okay. The non-hormonal are uh, up yeah. to twelve years. So right, I'm good for a while. But so I'm freaking out because oh my god, it might have been the most painful experience of mm. my life. Like I almost passed out. Oh, I my like god. got up after, and she's like, "Are you okay? You're like white," and I was like, "Yeah, I." I that was excruciating things like I don't want to scare anybody out of it because I'm telling you like it's a good oh method like yeah it's reliable it's easy you don't even have to like think about it but holy shit like in some people barely even notice like they don't have that hard of a time yeah getting it but I did I certainly wasn't (laughs) like doubled over in pain it definitely hurt Mm -hmm. and like I was super achy for like the rest of the day yeah the next day I was like a little bit achy but then Mm -hmm. like that third day or whatever I was totally fine yeah and it did take my body a while to adjust to it yeah like I definitely had a lot of weird bleeding for about six months Mm -hmm. same and but then once my body was like on board with it I was like okay cool now my period is very regular comes this like you know about this like I track it on my little period app or whatever Mm -hmm. and anyways yeah I don't know what I'm gonna do I might get like the implant oh yeah arm I've seen that because I don't know if I can go through that again but the only problem with it is that it's like higher hormones and I'm not psyched about that idea and so, like, I'm a little nervous about side effects. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, w- I was trying to, like, figure it out with her. Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I got to, like, talk to a doctor, doctor. Oh, yeah. It sucks. <laughs> can, 
fucking Ugh, womanhood. Can this just not be a thing that I have to deal with ever again? <laughs> right. Because, yeah, they won't. They still won't give you, let you have your tubes tied, huh? I want to, but I'm not sure if, like, insurance would cover yeah, they it. Yeah, not, huh? Um, and I don't know how much it costs. Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah, like, I tried, actually tried to get that done when I was, like, 22. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no. Yeah. Sexism. <laughs> They're like, what if your husband wants kids someday? And you're like, bitch, he can't have kids without me. If I had one. You're more concerned about my future husband than what I feel right. about my own body. But okay. Yeah, I've got a friend actually who um, I went, I, this is a friend that I just went to his wedding um, this past summer and uh, he had a vasectomy. Mm-hmm. He and his wife do not want kids and yeah. he went and did the little snip snip. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I always knew he was like a super progressive guy, but I was like, fucking right. And he was like, why wouldn't I? Like, we know we don't want kids. Right. And like, it's way less invasive for me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how, but how sad and pathetic that I'm like, what an amazing man yeah. you are. <laughs> to doing your part to make sure you don't have kids right. when you don't want kids. Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, this, the standards are so low. Mm, I know. <laughs> sad. Oh my god, he called me back. It was amazing. Wow. Anyway. Oh yeah, I think I just ended that. I ended that scene with, but Shay thinks it's time for Esme to know what it's like to have a bloodbath for a period. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're at the charades party. <laughs> Winston is doing an awful Hulk impersonation, but Goldie <laughs> somehow gets it fairly quickly. But first she thinks it's a ch- it goes from a chicken yeah. to the Hulk. <laughs> I know. I don't know where she fucking got that. I, yeah. Very similar. I'm just like, uh, Winston, I don't think you're as good at charades as you let on. <laughs> I'm just going to go there. A miming master? I'm not sure. Yeah. A stoked Winston goes for a high five, but Goldie says it's against her beliefs, touch boys, because one touch leads to another. (laughs) Winston is like, oh my God, but you've touched Zoe the lesbian. (laughs) But the jury is out on whether it's okay to touch gay people. Oh my God. Winston continues to press Goldie for more info. Like, what does the Quran say about gay people? And you guessed it, it's a sin. Mm -hmm. Zoe is offended that Goldie is revealing this info, even though she didn't outwardly say that she thought it was a sin. Right. And looks to Rasha for help. But I just gotta say, like, Zoe's a Catholic. Right. No, So she's, like, used to that being a religious thing. I don't know. It was weird to me. That was my whole issue with, like, the episode where they were having the, the, you know, the the last issue. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you understand that your mom is bigoted against gay people, Mm -hmm. but you're not okay with her being against gay people yeah like what's the fucking difference you're not you're not pissed at your mom about it so and she didn't even like say she was against it she's like well you know technically it's people think it's a sin right you know yeah she wasn't like i hate gay people you know i i I get being like upset like it sucks right but it was just weird to me because i feel like she that her own religion does that so like right because i don't know it seemed as though like just because she said that's what it said in the quran right it's like she hasn't she clearly invited a gay person over to her house Mm -hmm. like she clearly is not against you zoe so like and she's been the vice president to two gay people already it's true so like (laughs) she's really begrudged about it but yes she has is begrudged a word? <laughs> no, begrudgingly yeah, is, but anyways. Some, yeah. <laughs> anyways, Rasha is staying out of it. 
uh, and she just asks anybody if they want more pizza. <laughs> Zoe is ready to peace the fuck out. Winston is also uncomfortable and also decides to leave. Goldie is pissed that Rasha didn't back her up, but she didn't want to contradict her in front of her friends. She doesn't think high-fiving boys is a big deal. But Goldie does. Because she's a good Muslim. (laughs) Rasha challenges her by asking if any Muslim who doesn't follow everything in the Quran makes them a bad Muslim. And Goldie's like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) Cool. Rasha out. And that's like really unfortunate because they're like bonding and they're getting along so well. And then it's Mm -hmm. just like, oh shit. (laughs) Maybe we're not as alike as we thought. Mm Mm-hmm. So now we're in uh, Lola's parents' restaurant. Miles is waiting tables for the first time. Miles inquires what we've all been wanting to know. If all the food they serve is Mexican, (laughs) what makes the restaurant Argentinian? (laughs) It's Lola. Duh. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Is the restaurant called Lola's? Did we ever? I can't remember. I think it is. Yeah, I think that is. I, I want to say we've said that before. I've right. never done any research on it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, thank you for saying it, Miles, because we've all wanted to know. <laughs> all right. Miles is looking stressed, but drops the food off at his table, which happens to be Esme and Zig. Also, do we just like uh, have we forgotten that Miles he, he's allowed back in this restaurant yeah. and to work in it after he <laughs> almost took to his penis out. out. <laughs> yeah, with Esme. with Esme. And why is she allowed to still eat there anyways? I I, I don't know. A lot of questions. Forgive lot of questions. and forget. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Live and learn and then get loves. Okay. <laughs> Esme, oh my god, this is so awful. Uh. Esme offers her deepest condolences to Miles over their dear friend Tristan and then pretends to be shocked that he isn't actually she dead since worst. Miles has clearly developed a taste for that Argentinian spice. Uh. Oh. Oh what my the god, so much to unpack. Esme. Yeah, this was so bad. Like, that was so fucking cruel on her part. Like, she makes it really hard to feel for her. Like, she yeah. talked about like what she went through, and it's like that's terrible. But Jesus Christ, she has no compassion for no. anyone. Oh my god! But boy, oh boy, is she a compelling character? <laughs> Miles retorts that she wouldn't know this, but boys and girls can actually be friends without hooking up. Upset, he asks Lola if he's a crappy boyfriend for not being by Tristan 24-7. Lola says no, because people need bathroom breaks. (laughs) And who cares what Esme thinks? She assures him that it's okay to recharge. But dale, table 10 needs you! So much for the recharge. I'm just like, yeah, like, uh, how is working at a restaurant a recharge? (laughs) Like, yeah, I, I I don't know. Maybe relaxing in the pool is a recharge. Because he does have a pool, so, but anyway, it's yeah. okay. It's the next morning, and Goldie is clearly on an apology tour. She made Rasha's favorite peanut butter bagel with mm-hmm. a side of fresh fruit. Mm. She feels badly about how intense last night got and feels awful about it. Baz enters, checking to see if the girls are ready for the bus that is almost there. Despite this breakfast that apparently is intended to be eaten before they leave. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you, what? Typical you, you TV a... when, like, the mom creates, like, a giant table full of pancakes and bacon and mm-hmm. eggs. And the um, kids come out, grab a piece of toast, like, bye. <laughs> I'll just have this. Bye, mom. And you're like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, I'm like, can you put that in a to-go bag for me, please? Like, I would eat that shit on the bus. (laughs) Thank you. But not today. You couldn't do that because that's peanut butter. You can't bring that (laughs) shit to school. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume it was peanut butter. Maybe it was sunflower butter. I don't know. (laughs) Anyways. Baz is startled and apologetic because he didn't realize Rasha wasn't wearing her hijab. And he feels bad for seeing her like that. Because traditionally, so I had to look this up because I was like, I need more information. Traditionally, a hijab is worn around any man that is not directly family. Right. So it would make sense that he might not be startled to see um, Goldie if she wasn't wearing her hijab. Because they're family, but Rasha's not family. So that would be Mm -hmm. like, oh... Like, he just saw her essentially, like, in her underwear, kind of. Like, you're not supposed to see them like that. Rasha states she's not going to wear it today, actually, and will pass on the bagel. Goldie asks if she's ever going to wear it, like, ever? (laughs) As Boz is low-key trying to take a peek at Rasha without her hijab. You know what I mean? He's like, sorry for looking, but I'm also looking. (laughs) Rasha goes outside as as Baz asks what happened. Goldie explains the high five incident and expresses that she thought she found a friend who was just like her, but apparently not. She's so sick of being different from other people. She feels like if a high five isn't a big deal, then she won't know where to draw the line. She might as well start eating bacon. Baz is like, whoa there. Well, we really just. Let's not um, go that far. Let's calm down (laughs) here. Yeah. She doesn't need to eat bacon, but she also doesn't need to wear a hijab to be Muslim. Mm-hmm. And their parents aren't making her wear it. It makes her feel closer to God. And yet Baz expresses that it's also a giant billboard that says she's different. Mm-hmm. And as he casually strolls out of the house looking essentially like a Best Buy employee in a buttoned up <laughs> top or buttoned up polo shirt tucked into a pair of khakis. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, how are you being like, it makes you look right. weird. I was like, look at you, Baz. <laughs> such a nerd in your business casual like okay with your dockers and shit it's casual friday at the uh, office today yeah that's exactly i'm like well, okay <laughs> but he's given goldie something to think about mm-hmm. so we're back in that same science class and esme is putting some equations on the board that make the science teacher laugh quite heartily <laughs> oh yeah this is miss badger like i've missed her oh Remember? my god she was in the first couple episodes or whatever miss badger she's, she's a jokester she is <laughs> Is. she was i don't know i can't remember what the joke was but she like was dying at she it. says something like that's quite the balancing act yeah i think that's exactly <laughs> what she said and she was like ah, 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 ah. Yeah. like she was such a good character and we just didn't see her for like i know 15 episodes I know that like poor she actor. was in the first couple and now she's back again right. which thank god we need we need someone besides a cool law teacher yeah and- we really do We need some levity. Bring back Miss Badger. As she's about to walk back to her seat, Shay pours some fake blood on the chair that Esme was sitting in. Esme sits down and immediately realizes that she has sat in red paint. She's not embarrassed, though. She's just fucking pissed that her expensive skirt is ruined. (laughs) Shay can't even try to deny it, and she's immediately like, but she embarrassed me. (laughs) Esme is basically like, what is so embarrassing about having a vagina? Like, you know Esme because you tried to it. You knew it would embarrass her. Like, come on. Exactly. It's like, okay, she's the one. Esme's the one that made it out to be a bad thing that Shay was bleeding in the first place. So Miss Badger is like, let's all go, but not you, Shay. (laughs) (laughs) Shay. 
always right before the bell rings. It is. Jay is clearly embarrassed again. Mm -hmm. This is not who she is. She is not a mean person. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Let's all go. (laughs) I'm just like, Shay, you didn't have to put all of the fake blood on the chair in the bottle like maybe just a tiny little squirt like enough to be a little perfect dot as sits in a whole puddle like <sighs> that's not yeah. gonna work <laughs> we're in an emotional moment for goldie as she looks in the bathroom mirror at school and decides to take off her hijab as she walks down the hallway she looks empowered at first but her face quickly turns to dread as she rushes back into the bathroom to put her hijab back on Nothing really much to say about that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, she just, she can't do it. Yeah. She wanted to, but she just can't. She almost, like, she was like, this is great. Oh, no. There are people here and they can see me. Like, it was, as soon as she saw people in the hallway, she was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) So, yeah, just not for her. Right. That's okay. All right, now we've got Miles before class working on his Spanish. (laughs) Apparently so he can work at the restaurant better. (laughs) I didn't put that together. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming that's what it is because yeah. he's saying like the uh, the quesadilla is delicious. Like I'm imagining <laughs> that like when somebody so he basically he's like somebody's gonna come in. How is the quesadilla? And he's like, oh, I know this sentence. <laughs> La quesadilla es oh, raquísima. Meanwhile, I doubt. I feel like probably only white people go to that restaurant. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Studying up for nothing. Well, maybe for the staff. Oh, maybe. maybe But why is he learning how to say the quesadilla is delicious? Oh, maybe. Okay. All right. Let's really break it down here. Let's really break it down. (laughs) Perhaps the cooks speak only Spanish Mm -hmm. and he had a really fucking bomb quesadilla last night and he wants to give the chef a compliment yeah. but he doesn't know how to say the quesadilla is delicious in Spanish. So that's right. why he's looking it up. Exactly. That's got to be it. Booked it. <laughs> nailed it. All right. Zoe enters very concerned and asks Miles to tell her that the rumors aren't true. He has no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> Apparently, everyone is saying that he and Lola are hooking up. Last week, everyone was pissed that he wouldn't sh- that he wouldn't shut up about Tristan. Right. And now they're pissed that he's moved on. So. Right. <laughs> that's fine. Can't win. Yeah. He doesn't get why everyone thinks he needs to be by Tristan's side every moment of the day. Zoe isn't saying that, but she didn't think that he'd hook up with the first girl that came his way. (laughs) Miles accuses Zoe of being an equally shitty friend who isn't by Tristan's side enough. Mm. Miles sends a weirdly worded text to Lola that says he can't wait her tonight. (laughs) I was like, what? I'm sorry. I can't wait her tonight. Oh, my God. Okay. This whole scene, like, I totally, I totally get Tristan's feelings in this. I mean, he was by, I mean, sorry, I get Miles' feelings in this. Yeah. He, he was by Tristan's side literally all summer. Yeah. And it it really reminded me of, like, when my mom was sick mm-hmm. in, in hospice. And she was in there for, like, a little over a month. Yeah. And I remember, like, at I mean, I was 19, mm-hmm. so it was a lot to process anyways. Yeah. But, like, you know, at first she was very still very much herself Mm -hmm. but of course like every day goes by and she's you know a day closer to dying right and so slowly but surely of course you know her motor skills are changing Mm -hmm. she's not responsive as much she's in and out of sleep you know all the way up until she's not responsive at all right and I remember my dad saying to me like 
you have to go visit your mom. Mm-hmm. And that like, because I was avoiding it. I was avoiding the hell out of it yeah. because, it, I mean, I was, you know, I was 19 and I'm like looking at Miles like, yeah, you're a child. Mm-hmm. And this is a lot to fucking deal with. Yeah. That the idea that your boyfriend could potentially die and can't respond to you and like yeah I mean you're going and just sitting next to him and nothing's happening so I get it yeah yeah I was just like oh man Miles like I feel for you this is rough Mm -hmm. and the fact that Zoe's being like a huge cunt about it I mean Mm -hmm. but granted like I mean obviously again I'm giving them too much I'm giving them, I'm not giving them enough credit. They're fucking children. Yeah. <laughs> Zoe, why don't you understand? I don't I don't get it. You should be a fully formed adult in your feelings. But yeah, I mean clearly I think she's feeling guilty too. And right. so she's being a bitch to Miles about it mm-hmm. because she's also feeling guilt, I'm sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So since Goldie was debating whether or not to wear her hijab, she enters class a bit late. Mr. Is it a crime to look this good? Tells her it's perfect timing that she got there because they just started talking about immigration and asks her how long she has lived in the country. Oh my God. Yeah. What the actual fuck? I, I, how it's so fucking cringy because you're like, oh my God. It's not like she has any kind of like foreign accent to her English that would make you think she hasn't been there her entire life. Mm -hmm. Like, you're her teacher. I would think you would have seen her file. I think her file would probably say if she was an immigrant. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there would be information for him to obtain that he would know. She has been in Canada her entire fucking life. Right. Yeah. I mean, hearing him say that, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) Like, yikes on yikes on yikes. Anyways, she curtly tells him that she was, in fact, in Canada her entire life. And he stammers an apology. She asks if he thought that brown people couldn't be from Canada or perhaps just Muslims can't be. (laughs) Jonah who has explained racism to his girlfriend in the past, tells Goldie to chill because it was just an innocent mistake. (laughs) Goldie asks, was it though? Yeah. And then repeats all the shitty things that people say to her regularly, like asking if she's bald under her hijab. Oh my God. uh, And if she knows about suicide bombers, which was literally just happening in the class the other day. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm. Fuck that. Like, (sighs) I don't know. I Like, I don't think I would... I don't know that I'd ask those, like, I don't think I'd ask those questions, but I know, like, I didn't know shit about Muslim people in high school. Yeah. But those questions are really fucked up. Oh, yeah. Are you bald under there? This is is the thing, is that, like, I think I had such a lack of concept for immigrants Mm -hmm. and other races in high school and, I mean, middle school, whatever. Yeah. So, like, when people say the whole, like... I don't see color. Yeah. Like, I think back to how I felt, like, in elementary school, mm-hmm. where I honestly didn't think about it because, like, I didn't, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you see, like, I look back now at people I went to high school with, mm-hmm. and I, like, look at somebody who I know was tanner than I was mm-hmm. and, like, had a Hispanic last name, and I'm, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, they're probably Hispanic. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea because no, we never talked about it. It was never, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was never said anything about it. So like that's always what I think of when people are fucking stupid and like, oh, see color. And it's right. like, right, because that's how little anybody talks about their background to you because they don't want to share it with you. Yeah. I mean. Because <laughs> you're probably a piece of shit. I grew up in a way whiter town than you did. 
like small town New Hampshire. Right. And I think my town's white, but yeah. But I do, I think I was aware of it because of TV. Mm. Like I remember a lot of TV shows with like discussions about racism. Mm -hmm. You know, and I watched shows with, like I feel like it was almost the time when I was raised in like the 90s. It was, there was a surprising amount of representation. Mm -hmm. Like obviously not perfect, but like. I watch shows like Family Matters and all that. And Keenan yeah, and I always and think like, that the like shows in the nineties were hanging diverse. With Mr. Cooper. Oh, I yeah, I was a big fan <laughs> of that show too. Um, sister, sister. Yeah. Well, it's the thing is like I think shows in the nineties were diverse in the mm-hmm. character in the actors that they cast. Right. But I also feel like they never really talked about racial issues. Like yeah. there, I feel like there'd be like one yeah. episode where they talked about race. True. And that was usually it. Like I, yeah. it, it makes me think of, um, there's an episode of Boy Meets World where Eric is dating an Asian girl mm-hmm. and they come home from the mall and somebody said, you know, something racist to her. Yeah. And she's, like, really upset. And that's where they have, like, a conversation about right. racism. So anyways, that's, like, I think that's it. You know what I mean? Like, we 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 saw other races, but, like, nobody was talking about racial issues. And Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like I knew quite a bit. But it's hard to, it's hard to remember. But, I, I mean, I do remember racism being talked about just just not having direct experience with it more I see this on tv Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so like I was aware and like I knew like things that were wrong I obviously didn't know the types of things I know today Mm -hmm. like I knew about very basic racism Mm -hmm. but you know growing up and then actually like seeking out media and blogs and you know, all this stuff, like actually mm-hmm. listening to people of color and learning so much that I never would have thought of. Right. I had no idea, you know, yeah. and figuring out like, ooh, ooh, I, I, I have been guilty of like saying oh, yeah. really stupid, ignorant stuff and like. Yeah, totally. What I know now. <laughs> I can fix it, but oh. No, I definitely have as mm-hmm. well. I think I, I know I'm thinking back to like. Really young. Obviously, I would have had a, I would have had a different, I would have had a different opinion or a different thought process, like as a high schooler. Yeah, I'm thinking like back to like elementary school age, mm-hmm. where I probably would have just thought like, oh, she's wearing a pretty scarf, yeah, for no reason at all. <laughs> like, you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think I would have, I wouldn't have realized it would meant anything. I'd yeah. be like, well, that's fine, yeah, big deal. <laughs> I guess she just know. likes it. But yeah, I think I would have known a little something in high school but Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know it's hard like I never encountered this situation Mm -hmm. in high school so like I like to think I wouldn't have been a fucking shithead but yeah it's hard to say I don't I just don't think it ever came up because my town was so white so Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) yeah I think um I want to say like there was a there was a girl in my grade and I think that if I recall I think her father is Pakistani Mm -hmm. and her mom is white and I'm friends with both her on Facebook and her little sister and her little sister posted about because she was in like the um I think she was in the army or something yeah and she I've seen her go from like racist to woke over (laughs) over a period of years Mm -hmm. um but she brought up recently about how like after it it must not have been after 9-11 because 9-11 happened when we were in seventh grade so she would have been like fifth grade at the time yeah but she was saying in high school people would text her 
awful things mm-hmm. like you know are you gonna are you gonna bomb the school or things like that yeah. I didn't know her that well in the high school so I didn't know about that then but like her saying it I'm like you know I'm not surprised that that happened yeah ever. like I remember directly after 9-11 I like I, I was working in food service and one of my co-workers saw a Muslim guy come in and she was like can you wait on him and I'm like yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, and I was just, I remember being like, oh my God. I mean, I knew then this is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I was at least knowledgeable enough to be like, are you kidding me? Right. But, but, you know, I didn't know more of the nuances, but I just, right. oh my God, I remember just being like, fuck, that is offensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it will come to think of it. Um, I know I had a situation like that. It's so wild to think back. Before knowing what you know and like mm-hmm. I definitely when I was probably like 19 because it was so rare that um, a group of black people came in mm-hmm. to the restaurant anywhere in New Hampshire like yeah. there's just not that many black people in New Hampshire right. but it was like a table of five black men that looked as though they were like doing construction or something mm-hmm. and they came in and it wasn't my turn to be sat but like there were two other waitresses there and they were like Carly can you take that table oh my god and they were insisting because they're like they're not gonna tip and I was yeah. like I was really like okay like that's fine <laughs> I was like I'm just happy to chat with people right but like and I don't I don't even think they said that but like I don't think because they said they weren't they didn't think they were gonna tip but they were like they were just like, Carly, can you take that table? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. And they were so nice and friendly. Yeah. And it, I remember it was funny because I brought over, um, like, they'd order milkshakes or something. And they were yeah. telling me that they were actually from the South. They were yeah. up doing a special project or something. But they, I, they've got milkshakes and I brought over the milkshakes. And they were like, wow, that's pretty. And I was like, are you talking about me or the milkshake? Like, I thought <laughs> I was being the best sassy waitress ever. Like, <laughs> That's right. I got personality, folks, coming right. out my ears. And then I think one of them asked if I'd ever bathed in a tub full of diamonds, and it got weird. What? Um, but you know, I know it was. I was like, what? I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't understand what? that one t- currently. I, I don't so. either. <laughs> uh, but it made for a good story afterwards. I was like, I don't know why you asked me that, but I have to Google. <laughs> it made that. me laugh. Is that a thing, or was it just a weird thing? I don't know. I know to this day I don't know but I was like oh no I can't say I have so okay oh my god I was like is that what you're promising to me I'm not sure but I was like could take you up on it that doesn't sound bad uh it's a little uncomfortable I want to make sure that I was sitting in the bathtub first and then you dump the diamonds on top of me because I feel like I wouldn't want to sit on diamonds I feel like that would be really uncomfortable but I'm always thinking you know what I mean of all the the realistic stuff you're like I gotta really think about this one Mm -hmm. I'm like well hold on what's the scenario can I sit in the tub first thanks (laughs) Goldie expresses that there are 1.6 billion Muslims in the world and they're all different as she looks at Rasha with apologetic eyes. (laughs) The teacher apologizes, but like, honestly, he really needs to do better than that. Like, yeah, he, he it was such a I'm sorry. And like, I'm so glad she didn't say it's okay. She just said thank you. Right. And I was like, I'm so glad that she didn't use the words it's okay. Because it's not fucking okay. (laughs) You're a fucking teacher. The teachers in this school are really dumb and really bad at like, at everything. (laughs) Like they just, Mm -hmm. every situation they deal with, they deal with it wrong. (laughs) So I don't know. Cut to the locker room. Shay approaches Esme and apologizes for the paint prank. It wasn't cool. 
and she did it because she was feeling embarrassed. Esme is not impressed with the apology, though. That skirt cost $230. She hands Shay a box of adult diapers and (laughs) says she hopes they fit, since Shay is clearly the bigger person. (laughs) Shay says that she's going to race, because if she doesn't, Esme will keep tormenting her. Also, if her period makes her quit sports, what else will it make her quit? Her life is just over, really. I don't, yeah. (laughs) I don't know why she's letting her periods control her like that, but okay. (laughs) Shay decides that she has to stop being embarrassed about their periods, and she gets this scheming look on her face. She knows what she's going to (laughs) do. Goldie approaches Rasha in the hallway and asks to talk. They're both looking very solemn. Goldie is really troubled. She feels terrible about the way the conversation went last night, and when Rasha decided not to wear her her hijab, it really threw her. She tried to go without hers, but she didn't feel like herself. Rasha explains Mm -hmm. that while she took it off because she was pissed, she really never felt herself wearing it in the first place. She never used to wear it at home in Syria, until ISIS forced her to. And up until then, things were very liberal in Syria, including wearing bathing suits at the beaches in front of boys. And they'd play games and they'd shake hands afterwards. I like, I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm thinking of like, you know, I guess at the end of like a a sports meet, you do like say good game, good game. And you like, yeah, but like I'm imagining like teenagers giving a hearty handshake of like, good game. (laughs) Excellent game, sir. Fantastic. Nice firm (laughs) handshake. They'll always be Muslim whether she shakes a boy's hand or not. But Goldie is really struggling between being a good Muslim and Canadian culture. Rasha feels like being there is a second lease on life for her and things are finally feeling possible. Rasha invites Goldie to hang out with the friends that were already Goldies in the first place. Right. And They're Rasha's friends now. I know. Sorry, bitch. <laughs> took them. And promises she won't have to touch Winston. Everyone is relieved because nobody wants to touch Winston. Oh, poor Winston. <laughs> I know. I know. But long story (laughs) short, they do get each other no Mm -hmm. matter what. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they were able to like come to an understanding. It's just like, you know, you can practice how you want. I'll practice how I want. It doesn't make us bad. It doesn't make us good. It's just what we're comfortable with, what we want to do. Like, and, and that's like across the board in all religions, you know, some people are more, more like dedicated to like, I can't sin, you know. Some people are more relaxed. I mean, there are definitely people who take it to extremes mm-hmm. across the board, too, that, you know, say really ignorant things like, you know, attack yeah. gay people. And I mean, that's a whole thing. But like, in general, as long as you're not being a shitty person, right. you should be able to practice however you want, however yeah. it makes you feel better. Because if you're looking at like the ideologies of a religion Mm -hmm. that's different than following every fucking word for word Mm -hmm. of the bible or the quran or whatever if that was the case you wouldn't wear like polyesters (laughs) yeah right (laughs) if you followed every word of the bible exactly and like yeah women like like being on their period like sitting in a chair you couldn't sit in that chair after them because that would make you unclean that's a big one exactly a whole bunch of weird things like that uh, or what eating meat on Fridays, like, mm-hmm. and it's like, who fucking cares? That's not the point. Of re- the point is to just be nice to people. Fucking a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never been a religious person, so like, it's all to me. You I know. was a uh, Buddhist for like a hot second for like six. I months. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? Did I talk about my. I remember you mentioning it, but Buddhism. you didn't talk a lot about it. But you at least mentioned it. 
Okay, well, because I mean, I I think yeah, I think you know, I was introduced to Buddhism by at the time a friend of mine's boyfriend, and you know, went to like like really embarrassingly, they wanted there was some like I don't know celebration thing happening mm-hmm. that night that he wanted his girlfriend to go to, and she was not Buddhist. She's um, mm-hmm. she's uh catholic but so she was gonna go and i think she just didn't want to go by herself because she was like i don't know i'm not buddhist like i don't really want to go so she wanted me to come and she was like there'll be attractive men there and i was like i could meet a husband (laughs) this was at like the age of 24 or something like jesus christ so anyways went to this buddhist celebration looking for a husband (laughs) and actually really liked all the talking points i was like oh because like the principles behind buddhism is like Rather than praying to God, you're just manifesting it within yourself. Right. So you're like, I'm not I'm not asking God for money. I'm saying I am going to make money. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know what I mean? So anyways, it, I really like the principles. Obviously, be kind and all that shit yeah. of, of other religions is in there. But the thing is, you have to chant. Mm-hmm. And they're really into the chanting. And so... I ended up feeling, I ended up having all this guilt about not chanting. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't get my, couldn't fucking put it in my daily practice. It just wasn't, (laughs) I was like, I don't want to do this. So then it was funny because everyone was very, you know, like any religion, they're the people who like knew me that wanted me there were like, what's going on? Are you going to come back? Like, Mm -hmm. why don't you just try it again? And I'm like, (laughs) no, because the point is that you want me to chant mm-hmm. and I don't want to. Right. And at the end of the day, I'm going to come here and feel guilty mm-hmm. about not chanting and that's not the point of this religion. I right. shouldn't This isn't Catholicism. I'm not supposed to feel guilty. Yeah. I'm supposed to make myself feel good and this isn't making me feel good, so I'm not going to do it. Well, I remember in like um junior high, maybe like ninth grade, like that age range, I was never religious. Like the I would occasionally go with Beth to like youth group. Mm-hmm, right. We went to like have fun. Like, yeah. Church was going on and we we're like, we're going to the playground. Right. So we, well, you know, it wasn't like a big into it. I know. I think Bethany made youth group like a party. I honestly feel like <laughs> Bethany in particular yeah. made youth group like way less religious mm-hmm. than it was supposed to be. And it was all because. Our grandmother was like a, a, what do you call it, like a beacon in that church. And because she was like Grammy Gear's grandchild, Mm -hmm. she could do no wrong. And it was like, (laughs) Bethany, what the fuck are you doing at youth group? Like, I feel like you are totally distracting everybody from learning about the Lord. (laughs) And yet nobody's stopping you because you're Arlene Gear's granddaughter. Besides that... And that was not spiritual for me whatsoever. I'm like, yeah, the kids at youth group are fun, so I'm going to go hang out. Right. Um, I'm in town this weekend, so I'll go. Yeah. But I remember like early, really early on preteenish age, my neighbor went to a youth group. And so I was like, all right, I'll I'll go with her. And it was like the what would Jesus do period, you know, people would wear those bracelets and stuff. And like I tried to get into it. But it just never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I felt nothing when I would go to <laughs> church. I was just like, this is yeah. weird. At least and you even, didn't feel like you were on fire or anything. But Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember like they would have these like prayer sessions and me being like, this is weird. And then we'd go to like the chapel and like sing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I can't quite remember what we were doing. 
And I remember kids going up to like the altar or the cross, you know, Mm -hmm. and getting on their knees and praying and crying Mm -hmm. and being like, what the fuck is happening? Mm -hmm. I was so confused and uncomfortable. I, I went very for a very brief period of time. I just couldn't understand it. Yeah, no, (laughs) I never, I never enjoyed like religion as a child because like I think Mm -hmm. you know my that same Grammy like she would she would pick me up and she would take me to church or whatever Mm -hmm. and like basically it was like till a certain age I don't remember what age but like till a certain age you would they would do like a youth story and all the kids would come up Mm -hmm. and they'd do like a special little sermon and then they'd give you like a little trinket right and that was like my fucking favorite I was like yeah (laughs) I'm gonna get called up to the front like I'm Mm -hmm. the fucking star they're gonna give me something yeah and then I get to go downstairs and play in a room right because it was like now it was like adult church Mm -hmm. and then once I got old enough to not go down to the playroom I was like wait what you want me to stay here for this whole fucking thing? Because I thought I was going to get a trinket and then go downstairs and play. And now you're saying I have to sit here for this bullshit? What the fuck? I didn't sign up for this. Right. And like, oh my God, it's just so funny. Like white people church, everybody just sings in like this monotone, (laughs) we hate this, like... Yeah. (laughs) I feel like me and Beth would like sing weird to each other we'd be like oh like we would be yeah like, no, i'm not surprised stupid. um i feel like that's what we did <laughs> yeah no but like but yeah it's it was so boring it's to so me. i, I don't not. understand it. like the people that are there are like clearly not having a good time mm-hmm. like i can't I'm like i can't even remember a song that i mean bethany would know yeah but yeah they're all like we love God. God is great. <laughs> yeah, We're exactly sorry we were. for our sins. <laughs> our bad God. <laughs> like, no excitement, no happiness. And I oh just always felt God. like, Ugh, why am I apologizing for something I didn't do? I didn't kill Jesus. What the fuck? <laughs> So, yeah, it just always made me feel guilty and I didn't like it. Right. I don't like feeling guilt, okay, if I don't have to. No. Yeah, not for me. Let's all go. Let's all go. <laughs> to church. You got your trinket and then you're like, let's all go. <laughs> <laughs> I, sh- I know, I should have had a, a peaceful protest for children <laughs> after the children's story. Me and a bunch of elementary school age kids. Let's all go. <laughs> Anyways. Miles is visiting Tristan in the hospital. He's telling him about being a waiter before he starts to feel guilty about telling Tristan that things are going well. He expresses his guilt about being called a bad boyfriend for not being there every day. He starts to break down because he feels trapped. Zoe shows up and hears Miles saying that he feels like he's talking to a corpse and he doesn't want to leave him but he doesn't know if he can stay. Yeah. He pleads with Tristan to wake up as Zoe starts to break down in the hallway, hearing his words. She goes to hug him and cry with him. Oh, I was like so sad this boy. I just was kind of like, I understand you thinking like I, I'm talking to a corpse, but I don't know that I'd say that to right. Tristan. I mean, I know he's in a coma, but like. Yeah, I mean, it's so, it, it's so interesting because I mean, I remember, 
I mean, that's <laughs> so sad. I remember when my mom died, um, mm-hmm. wondering if she could hear what we were saying. Right. I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. So when I when I was 19, I was like, I don't. What's the fucking point? Mm-hmm. But when my dad was dying, you know, all that's all the nurses said. Like they can hear you, and I 100 percent believe that. I mean, yeah. I don't know if like being about to die is the same as being in a coma. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not really sure. I think yeah, it's different. I think it's different. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not a doctor. So, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. But I mean, like, I know that my dad could hear us talking. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would kind of imagine that Tristan could hear him. Mm-hmm. I. But, I mean, at <sighs> the same time, I mean, he's in a coma. So, is he going to, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're just kind of venting to vent, yeah. is he going to, like, when he when and if he does wake up, is he going to be like, bitch, I remember what you said. <laughs> Fuck you for thinking I was a corpse. Right. I feel like maybe that's something I would say to a friend. Yeah. Not not to my boyfriend in a coma. But I don't know. <laughs> it's Degrassi. They go there. <laughs> that's tough. I, I know like every time I've been in that, in the situation you're describing of like talking to someone who's like in hospice or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've just not known what to say. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, knowing like this person's very important to me and mm-hmm. like like there's stuff I could say but I just don't even know where to begin Mm -hmm. I'm getting really comfortable talking to people about to die so (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) can always coach you through it don't worry Mm -hmm. I don't know like I uh, I never know what to say about anything like this I you know but then like there is no right thing to say or right way to react it's it's just right yeah because I don't I mean, like I said, I don't know. I don't know what the big difference is be- besides between being in a coma versus um, dying. I guess, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. But like, I know that the hospice nurses were constantly saying things like, you know, tell, just like t- tell happy stories. You know, they mm-hmm. can hear you and talk about the good times and speak yeah. on the speak on the things that you loved about them, and mm-hmm. you know, tell them all these things, and they can hear you. So. I don't know. I guess I think I would think in my mind if if I you know somebody was in a coma, the doctors and nurses would say the same thing. Like yeah, talk to them positively to try and you know whatever coerce them into waking up. On TV, on TV, it's always like tell them the thing that you were too afraid to tell them. That's terrible. <laughs> like that's a common yep. TV trope. Yep. Like you are a terrible father. Ah, and then they wake. And up. then they and then they wake up. <laughs> you bitch! I heard you. Mm. I was actually honestly expecting Tristan to wake up, <laughs> given how TV is. I but. mean, Miles asked him several times to wake up, so I was like, he's he gonna. Here he comes. <laughs> We're at the track meet, and Shay is leading the pack. She wins the race. Zig notices that it looks like there's blood dripping from her legs, mm-hmm. but Tiny is just excited she's winning. <laughs> he's so proud of her. For free bleeding ever. Yeah, she's, what it looks <laughs> she's like. part of the free bleeding movement. Yep. <laughs> but he wants to know if all the ladies are synced up as he notices that everyone else is looking like they have bloody inner thighs. But it's just all, paint. <laughs> fucking man to be like, are they all synced up? Like, what? Well, <laughs> She tells him that she was tired of being grossed out by her own body. Esme passes and smugly asks if it was Shark Week already. But Shay goes with the flow <laughs> and says <laughs> that it's a funny joke. Esme is clearly the only one who didn't paint her legs. Mm-hmm. They laugh as Esme is clearly irritated that Shay wasn't embarrassed by the joke. Right. Tiny thinks being the bigger person is sexy as fuck and kind of <laughs> wants to kiss her right now. Oh my God. She pulls him in for a big old smooch. <laughs> hubba hubba. So there was actually like a, 
a story like a while back of like a marathon runner who by the end of the marathon was just bleeding oh yeah and it was like a huge story and she's just like dude it happens i'm in a marathon like i wasn't gonna not run the marathon but i i also can't stop so shit happens yeah because that's i i've had conversations with other friends about runners and like sometimes people shit their pants yeah Jeez. yeah wow. yeah that's dedication yeah i could i mm-hmm. couldn't be me <laughs> yeah because i because i did ask like um i because both marianne and beth whom i tried to call earlier mm-hmm. have run um the chicago marathon several times mm-hmm. and like because i remember at because i'm a, i'm such a peer so i was very much concerned about like well what do you do if you have to go to the bathroom yeah and they were like well you don't really have to go to the bathroom because the water that you do intake, mm-hmm. you're like sweating out and like yeah. you're having, you're eating things like the energy bars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Something to do with salt. Like you can take little salt tablets and that helps yeah. you retain the water and blah, blah, blah. blah and like all, like the science of your body is that you most likely won't have to pee when running the marathon. Mm-hmm. But apparently you could shit your pants. <laughs> um, oh my God. I know exercise does make you have to poop, right? So. Wow. Uh, yeah, there are definitely people who have, look it up, they've shit their pants while running a marathon. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. I've never, I'm not surprised. Like, it could totally easily happen that you would just all of a sudden get your period in and, well, fuck. Yeah. But it was like a huge story at the time, I remember. Mm-hmm. And then I also remember, I don't know if you know what 4chan is. Yes. Okay. For those but who- tell the listeners at home. Yeah, it's like a message board. It's an anonymous message board and it's like- the armpit of the internet is that like (laughs) it is just like assholes and they're like saying the most offensive things they can think of and i mean there are like different aspects of it like a lot of memes come from 4chan oh that like aren't terrible but like there's just a lot of terrible shit that goes down there and they come up with a lot of ways to troll people Mm mm-hmm and one, of course, the misogynists mm-hmm. of it, because there are tons, love to troll feminists and love to come up with these fake hashtag campaigns and start them on Twitter, get them trending, and then people start talking about them and being like, oh, the feminists are at it again with this like weird shit. And years ago, they started a free bleeding hashtag. Mm-hmm. And they like took pictures of like... They took a picture of like a bus seat that was like covered in blood and they're like, she's free bleeding. And it was like anybody who knows anything about it knows that that is way too much blood. (laughs) Yeah. It was like a murder scene. There will be blood. Like it was bad. And they were like trying to make it seem like feminists were like really advocating for free bleeding in public. Like I definitely Mm -hmm. know that there are people who like... I'm gonna sleep with a towel under me. Yeah. You know, like I'm gonna, you know, there's stuff like that, but. Well, I guess if you didn't want, if you had like white sheets and you didn't want to like, just in case. Well, I mean, like they don't want to like wear anything to bed. They just want to like put a towel under them. Like there are definitely like people who do it at their own home. Oh, you know, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, but it's not a thing where, like, I'm going to go to the a restaurant and just bleed over everything. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Actually, that is not a thing. <laughs> you know what? Maybe. <laughs> Something I was going to say, though, is that, honestly, I know it makes me look like a crazy feminist, but I feel like feminine high... Well, actually, that's, like, a regressive term. Uh, what is the... Oh, ah. Uh... 
maybe it's just period products are incredibly expensive Mm -hmm. and taxed as a luxury and you know the the douchebag in me is like maybe we should go out and just bleed on everything that men love right (laughs) (laughs) and then maybe they'll start lowering the prices sports cars (laughs) bleed on it footballs bleed on it other attractive women bleed on it that's how we get the men i mean it's like ridiculous that they cost as much as they do yeah no it's it's like we're doing you we're doing you a service by buying these to be honest you're right yeah like we're making it easier for you to not clean everything after we've Mm -hmm. sat on it and walked around so anyways i don't know i'm just like you know every time i hear like a man be on some bullshit of like that's your responsibility it should cost that much blah 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 i'm like well then i guess i'm not gonna afford it and i'm gonna bleed on you (laughs) I mean, I could, we could do that. We could. We have the technology. Anyways, that's just some incel bullshit that I'm like, eh. Wasn't it? I can't remember. Like, I think this is, this sounds crazy. I think one of like the first times I met a bunch of your friends in Brattleboro and I was drunk and Mm -hmm. was like mad at somebody or angry about somebody doing something. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to take out my diva cup and dump it on them. all the dudes were like oh gross and i was like what that's punk rock fuck you guys yes and they were like actually it is kind of punk rock (laughs) (laughs) no i remember that i think it was actually at my house it was it definitely was because we came home and we were listening to beyonce yes we were listening to um lemonade and we were just hyped up and we were like oh yeah women and and i can't remember what the what it, the context was but i remember you saying that and be like what the fuck? i know it's like some of those people i just met i was like wow i'm really really doubling down on my personality right now um that's a lot um, yeah we were a lot that night i started listening to um the podcast called um why won't you date me with mm-hmm. nicole buyer um because i've been told by multiple people that i am just like her and mm-hmm. as i started listening to the podcast i was like yeah, we're very similar. And then, like, podcast one, she was like, and hey, my parents are dead. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. What's going on? So anyways, oh, God, what did she say? Oh, yeah, yeah. She she was talking about, she's like, you know, um, as, you know, being single or whatever. She was like, I feel like I've met a lot of um, really boring people mm-hmm. that are in relationships. And, like, how do boring people get in relationships? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so fun. And the person that she had on as a guest, is she was like, well, you know, it's, I think it's like, you know, there's there's people that meet a lot of different tastes, and then like <laughs> you, you're an acquired taste. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's me too. I think that's the problem is that I'm still single because I am an acquired taste, <laughs> at least to men probably, but whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm very wealthy in the ways of friendships, so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> whatever. I'm sushi. Y'all are toast. <laughs> So yeah, we got our last scene here. Yep, yep. Zoe and Goldie are in yet another student council room. They have several in the school. She's explaining to Grace and Jonah, who are sitting with their knees in their hands and shoes on the couch, <laughs> looking broody as fuck. 
And Zoe thought that maybe Miles could help them with their bus crash play since he's having trouble coping. Mm-hmm. Grace is skeptical and Jonah puts his hand, he puts his head in his hands. Like, <laughs> drama. But Zoe urges them to hear him out. Miles then gives the plot to a play that is clearly just based on his life. Oh my god. So after a bus crash, uh, <laughs> this guy's waiting for his boyfriend to get out of a coma. But while he's waiting, he meets a girl online uh, whose name is Hope. Yeah. And and she helps him through his grief. God damn it. Right? Sounds just like him. Great. Uh, Grace asks him the million dollar question. <laughs> well, does he hook up with Hope? Right. He says no. Goldie wants to know if the boyfriend wakes up. TBD. <laughs> Grace and Jonah are like, oh my God, that's the best plot I've ever heard of. Where did you come up with that idea? Oh my God. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah. Goldie's concerned about it being triggering, but she's willing to take it to Simpson after they see a script, of course. Mm-hmm. So he'll meet with Grace and Jonah after school to talk music. Nice. Oh my God, this sounds like the dumbest play ever i mean it's like a plot to this episode but like this is degrassi right this is like a you know a little a little thing but as a play what are we doing listen (laughs) the only way this play is gonna be fucking off the chain is if somebody gets chlamydia in the middle of the play and then it spreads throughout the entire cast just like the dracula play (laughs) when emma was given a social disease thank you very much we've been a social disease we said the name so it's great yeah i don't know i'm just like but like all of their like original play ideas have been terrible like Mm -hmm. it's like a degrassi staple to have a really stupid play yes what are we doing who greenlit this i like how he described (laughs) it like very seriously like so I think this is what's going to happen. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I realized that after all that, because I think I was so stressed about, I was so stressed last weekend, I didn't write down any themes. So what do you got for themes? I did. I can't remember if it's good, but I'm going to go for it yeah. anyways. I put finding your voice. <gasps> I don't even know now what that means. <laughs> um, so, but I wrote, I wrote a description. So we'll see if all I right. had anything actually smart to say. Shay is humiliated when she bleeds through her tampon and Esme mocks her. But she finds her voice when she gets the team together to do a free bleeding demonstration. Nice. (laughs) Okay, Okay, Jess. Last week, Jesse. Cool. Whatever. (laughs) Miles struggles with feeling like he has to be at Tristan's side 24-7. He has to navigate the rumors about his new relationship with Lola and how it looks like he's prioritizing her. He gets inspired to write a play based on his experience. You know, fine. I think it makes sense. And then finally, (laughs) Goldie has finally found a friend who understands her unique struggle as a Muslim woman in Canada. When they clash over how they observe their beliefs, they realize that they are free to do what they feel is right for them, which empowers them both to be their true selves. Yeah. I don't know why I said finding your voice specifically, but like I get where I was going with that. Yeah, there you go. That's fine. I accept it. I didn't write anything down this week, so I was relying on you. (laughs) There we go. So by default, mine was the best. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't do the assignment, so you win. Decent episode. Like, I, I, you know, we haven't had a period episode, I think, since Emma. 
Did we have one somewhere in the middle with the new? I don't think so. I don't remember the newer. I don't classes. remember talking about my period this in depth. Well, I mean, like in like the middle, like not the original cast, but like somewhere between the original cast and. Oh yeah, I don't. New I class. don't remember. That was years ago. It might. It might have happened to Maya. I feel like it would happen. It probably. To Maya. It would feel like it would happen to Maya. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't or know. Or Claire. That was the only thing I could really speak on. Mm-hmm. The rest. I'm not so so experienced in, but you know. So all right, yeah, that was the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. We actually covered the episode this week. We did. What's next week got in store for us? Next week we're going to be talking about season three, episode four, hashtag picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> okay. I love um because I don't remember like what these episodes are about from like when we watched it two or three years ago. So I love trying to like think like how could that hashtag be a thing like what could that oh, possibly yeah. mean well i don't as, remember it it'll make sense because as i'm looking i won't tell you what it says but as i'm looking at the mm. little descriptor because i had to google the episodes i forgot to write it down yeah i'm like oh yeah that makes sense that checks yeah. out do you have any social media to plug still you can do at carly joe gear on instagram or twitter or tiktok and I'm working on, I think I've said this numerous times, <laughs> working on being a better social media person mm-hmm. on those um, on those uh, outlets and hoping to be a real live comedian one day. We'll see. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at Jessay, which is J-E-S-S-A-Y, or Instagram at Monday Night Rar, which is R-A-W-R. Lately, that has just been full of my kitty, which we finally named bramble pelt oh yeah okay and that's from (laughs) my brother my brother and me right yeah because she has proven herself to be a warrior cat Ah. and if you don't know that look it up on youtube because it's hilarious you sent (laughs) the thing and i hadn't watched i was like babysitting when i saw it and i was like i'll have to watch this later i love it well all right all right and you can follow our podcast at a social disease everywhere thanks guys yeah thanks for listening see you next week bye bye And once again, we're your hosts, Jesse Mack and Carly Joe Gear. And this has been a social disease podcast. Thanks for listening. 